Welcome to the Unsweetened SIO podcast. My name is Siobhan Harris. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach and the founder of unsweetenedsio.com. I gave up all sugar and all flour on January 13th, 2018, and am finally free of my addiction. My mission is to help other sugar addicts find their path to freedom and live the sweet life without sugar. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Unsweetened Sayo, the podcast. Today, I'm very excited to be talking with my dear, dear friend, Courtney, and she's living right now in Rhode Island, and we have been trying to do this for so long to sit down and talk about turning 40 this year and our thoughts about turning 40 and what it feels like for us. But we've had a really tough time juggling life with kids' schedules and time zones. And I'm just so glad we finally got to touch base today. So hi, Courtney. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for being here and making the time. Um, I wanted to tell everyone kind of our background a little bit of how we met. We actually met from a mutual love of Beverly Hills 90210, the original. About 20 years ago, we were uh, realizing it was somewhere around 1998, 1999, our sophomore year of college at good old Appalachian State University in Boone, North Carolina. And actually, Courtney, I was thinking about my first impression of you. We were really lucky because, um, you know, App State was actually a pretty big school. You know, I think it was about like 12,000, 15,000 undergraduates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a lot of people I had classes with frequently, but a lot of people that I never, you know, got to meet. So we do have to give a shout out to our good friend, Kim Roars, for introducing us who was my roommate at the time and was in class with Courtney. And actually, I don't know how that happened, but she like, oh, my roommate's like 90210. <laughs> you know what? I think that probably, I, that's probably what happened. I think um, I remember when she, we introduced ourselves, she said she played on the field hockey team, and I was so excited because I had just played field hockey in high school. And that's how I met her. And then she must have invited me over to watch 90210 with you guys. Yeah, and then it became like a weekly tradition, and we <laughs> cook yummy food and hang out and watch. I guess probably live too, because yeah, yep. Back in the day, do you know what I think about all the time? That apartment, for some reason, is the mushroom soup that Megan would make. Oh yeah, that was like our other. I don't know why I think about that? Also, a um, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero super fan. <laughs> a lot of the times. Now that's funny because I will also like to say that Courtney is one of my healthiest friends. I was just telling her that, that I know as far as pretty much her whole life has just gravitated towards healthy, natural, whole food, was a vegetarian for a very long time. And um, even in college, which is impressive, you know, you, even though Appalachian does, we do have, you know, with a lot of hippies and, you know, I guess, healthier restaurants and things, but Courtney's always just been 
someone I've looked up to as far as eating so well and always been a really good cook and cooking your own food. And, but so she's remembering this mushroom soup that Megan used to make, which I do remember, but I am remembering Megan making her like chocolate crepes with Nutella. Yes. (laughs) Favorite, you know, that's what I'm always remembering. So that's about right. You would remember the healthy thing and I would (laughs) not as healthy. Well, I think actually that I pinpoint my, um, my past with food. <laughs> like I can remember the food that was eaten during that time. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we were like 20 years old-ish is what we're realizing. So here we are, 39, both of us. Um, we have only a few more months left. Yeah, before we turn 40. And I just think like, how the heck are we turning 40? Like, aren't we, I don't know, in my heart, I'm still like maybe 25, 26, like when people yeah. ask me my age and I tell them, I, it doesn't yeah. register the number. It's like, no, that can't be right. It's definitely surreal. Cause yeah. it, I just, for the longest time, you always thought of 40 as like old. So old. And then you get here and you're like, this is not old. Yeah. <laughs> How, how young in your heart. Yeah. And like, I look, you know, I look at you, Courtney, and I'm like, how you still like, when I see friends too, that I've known for a long time, or, you know, since I was younger, they take me back to feeling that young too. Like we're all hanging out with like our college friends. I'm like, no, yeah, we're totally like are we 21. <laughs> Should we be drinking? Like, how old are we? You know? I, and it's like, oh my gosh, we're almost 40 hanging out. It doesn't feel like that. I just go back to how, yeah, like how old we were when we met, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's always like that. If people, I guess you never really feel like your age. I don't know. It's hard to know. I, I feel like every age that I've turned, I've made it a priority to embrace it and not like be like, oh, I'm turning this or I'm turning that. And because it was never at a, um, when someone responds like that, it, it makes you feel sad in a way. Like I, I, I always got unhappy when I heard somebody like, I don't know, lie about it or, you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. When I actually remember when I turned 29, I was living in LA and there was a huge earthquake. I thought I was going to die because I was on like the 54th floor of my building and it was on rollers. So it meant to withstand the earthquake. But I remember like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die on my 29th birthday. I didn't. But um, I remember like a few people joking, like mainly older women that were like, oh, how old are you? And I was like 29 or like, and they were like, oh, wink, wink, me too. You know, I'm 29 for like the rest of my life. And I was like, I don't know. I just thought, yes, I know what you mean. So yeah, people are, especially like turning 30 is the other big one. I think everyone's excited about turning like 16 and then 18 and 21, but then it's like 30 that we start feeling like, oh, yeah. I think our society's getting better about it though. You do? I do. I think, I think we're starting to realize that life doesn't end at certain ages. Like, 40s, the new 30. Yeah, it's more like the new 20. Come on. Yeah, more like the new 20. <laughs> well, then, are you embracing turning 40? Let's talk about how do you feel 
about turning 40 since you said you try to embrace each birthday, but does 40 feel different or how, how are you feeling? You know, I, I'm actually excited about it. And I don't know if that comes from the 30s being extremely difficult and challenging in so many ways. And it's not that I think 40s are going to be any different because I think we're going to continue to be challenged. But I feel like maybe like 30s brought a confidence that you didn't have in your 20s. I feel like I've put a lot of work into myself in the 30s that will get me an even greater confidence in the next decade. And I think, I don't know. It's like, obviously we're women, but I feel like in 40s, you're like, really women. <laughs> do you feel that way? Yeah, I do kind of feel like we're hitting our prime a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. That I feel too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I am actually looking forward to 40. You know, I had read this article, and I think this is so true, talking about how the actual milestone birthday, whether it's 30, 40, 50, or whatever, mm-hmm. that actual birthday isn't really that big of a deal because it's usually the birthday before, like um, 29, 39, that you, that year is the year that you have a full year of anticipation, like, oh my gosh, I'm turning 40 next year. And I have been thinking that a lot throughout this year, like, oh, next year it's going to be 40. So, you know, a lot of people were, this article was just saying how a lot of people just hate actually the, the 39 before the 40 because it's the anticipation all year. But so by the time you get to 40, it's like you've almost accepted it or, you know, peace with it. So, and you know, it's interesting you say that because even though I do have this philosophy of trying to embrace it, I go into each birthday feeling that way. But I remember, I recall last year on my birthday, I was trying to embrace that. And somehow I didn't, I didn't succeed. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. I, I, I probably mentioned that I, it just wasn't in a good place at 39. Yeah. The turn of my birthday, but. Yeah. And maybe it's, it is as a lot of like a full year of anticipation and really, you know, like they say, age is just a number. I mean, 40 is just a number, but it is a pretty big milestone. I think I'm feeling 40 for sure more than I felt 30. Like, yeah, I mean, I kind of was like, oh, 30, but I didn't really care. I mean, 40, I'm a little more like, oh, 40, but more because um, I'm worried or thinking more now about my health and my body like breaking down a little bit, you know, because I might feel a little more aches and pains and just feeling my age a little bit more. Yeah, you're still feeling a little bit, sorry, a little bit of the invincibility when you turn out that you have in your 20s. Totally. Yeah. You can still like drink a ton and not wake up, you know, hungover as much. I mean, that kind of shifts in your 30s, from your 20s to your 30s. And then by 40, it seems like I have like a few sips of wine now and have a hangover. But (laughs) your body does like change that way. but I, I think for me, especially overcoming my sugar addiction, food addiction that I've struggled with my whole life, basically, makes me much more excited to turn 40. I was way more panicked about it a few years ago. And actually, one of the big motivations for finally just trying to give it up for a year was 
I don't want to turn 40 and then live the rest of my life like this. Like I felt like if I hadn't figured it out by 40, there was just a good chance that I was never going to figure it out. And I just didn't want to accept that. Because I think, you know, as you get older, it is harder to lose weight, right? You know, it is harder to, like, as you're aging, our skin is changing, all that stuff. And I just thought, with my metabolism slowing down and I'm, my hormones are changing, like, I might never beat this if I don't do it now. So for me, I'm much more excited than I would be if I was still addicted to food. I would probably be much more... <laughs> of a disaster right now but now I'm like wow I actually overcame this like and now I have a whole life still ahead of me like what's next like what else can I do so I'm actually really excited which feels good because yeah if I'd be super I really think I would be pretty depressed otherwise yeah I think you you knowing you I think you would have been <laughs> <And> <laughs> but that's, I didn't know you put a timeline on it I didn't know that you thought that you had thought that. Well, yeah, just kind of in the last few years, because I just knew, like, I mean, I, I saw myself gaining more weight as I got older, and the things that I used to do to be able to lose weight wouldn't weren't, weren't working anymore. You know, my body was a little more stubborn, so <laughs> it's not as resilient as I used to be. So I think yeah. that's where I was 40, which is that number in my head where I knew you know, a lot of women that have been thin or never struggled with being overweight their entire lives, all of a sudden were having problems. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of why that was in my head um, of being like, oh, I got to get it together before then. Um, so yeah, I am much more <laughs> accepting, I guess, of it, but also a little worry of like I look in the mirror now I mean what does 40 look like for us you know like I am seeing more wrinkles you know more sagging yes my even my muscle tone has I noticed like in my arms the other day I'm getting those like flabby arms yes yes or whatever (laughs) yes that has never been there no um feeling that way like just purely from a vein standpoint of aging and turning 40 like it's so so actually going back to my 39th birthday and this will explain a little bit of my vanity um I've never had a problem going out to eat by myself that's something I enjoy and I went out I took myself out um and for listeners um, my husband and I are long distance at the moment, which is why I, uh, went out by myself. Um, and I <clears throat> was at the bar and drinking and I had, it just a drink and getting dinner and, and it dawned on me that I don't get looks as much anymore. And it was like this crazy feeling of like, wait, wait a minute, like, when did that stop? And, and it was awful to realize how much of my confidence I drew from that. And it's solely an age thing because mm-hmm. I haven't changed much. Like I'm, I'm still pretty much the same, right? Don't you think? Yeah. Like, I can say, I find it hard to believe you weren't getting some looks. <laughs> but I wasn't. And, and I hate that I noticed it and was upset about it. Yeah. But that explains a lot more about another subject in the rest of my life, but, uh, (laughs) it was, it was interesting to me. So I think 
it does have a lot to do with vanity turning 40. And I worry about that. But I feel like the last few years, I've really worked hard on getting to a place where, and I know you have too, of like confidence in in your body and in yourself Mm -hmm. and not having that related to how we look or how other Mm -hmm. people perceive us. Yeah. And Courtney and I, you know, both struggled in our thirties with against our bodies with trying to conceive and have babies. You know, Courtney had a very long, difficult journey. And I know she had told me many times during that time period, you know, you just felt like your body was almost betraying you or yeah, feeling like yeah, your body isn't doing something it's just supposed to do. So kind of fighting against your body in a lot of ways. And that's how I feel pretty much all of my 30s went to either trying to have a baby, having a baby, being pregnant. And I was not a happy pregnant person, you know, really didn't. Enjoy it. <laughs> I was not, you know, twice and pretty close together. And then having two C-sections and what that did to my body and nursing, you know, pretty much all my thirties went to that. Right. You know, and so now it feels so good to be like feeling comfortable again in my skin in my forties and feeling more like I'm not at war with my body anymore. Like we are one, you know, like, and I respect it and I'm grateful for all that it's done for me rather than feeling like it's disappointing me, you know, like I have for so long. I I feel like I'm still, I'm not there yet. I'm still repairing the damage that I did Mm -hmm. mentally to my body um, Mm -hmm. over all those years. I think I've come a long way though. And and I'm, that's part of what I'm excited about is that I feel like I'm just going to get better and better in that, in that regard. Yeah. And just embrace it. And I think it helps to have like the gratitude just for the little things right now. I do think about as far again as being very mobile still at 40 compared to where we might be in another 20 years um, is like, I'm grateful I can walk down the stairs, you know, like, you know, having issues with my knees because knees stuff does run in my family um, or being able to like walk around, you know, easily take like, you know, an hour walk and it just be no big deal. Like just that kind of stuff that I'm still, and even every time my feet don't hurt, you know, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think that's the kind of stuff that we take for granted in our youth and might not realize, um, you know, until we all of a sudden are experiencing pain, you know, how nice it was to live without it for so long. So yeah, I am trying to be more grateful. And for me, like I have noticed, I think it was like around after having my daughter, you know, and maybe like in the next like two years, so maybe around like 37 is when I swear one morning, I just woke up and looked in the mirror and I was like, where did those like forehead wrinkles come from? Like, yes. like overnight, where yes. does this come from? And so many women I know have told me, wait, the islands. 40, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> and then it's really gonna start. And I know we have like friends that, you know, have done Botox or do other kinds of, you know, sometimes I'm like tempted, but then at the same time, I'm just kind of like, I don't know, I'm just gonna kind of try to embrace myself the way I am without trying to change myself like I've had for so long. And I also, I guess, feel like this is 
not true, but I, I like to pretend that because I gave up sugar and flour, I tell myself, oh, um, this is the oldest I'm ever going to look, you know, <laughs> all that stuff's so bad for your skin and the inflammation yeah. is like more wrinkles and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't eat it anymore. So obviously this is like how I'm going to look, you know, 20 years from now. <laughs> In that case, I'm looking pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll prove that mind over matter is true. Yeah, yeah. Realistically, um, yes, I. You know where I know I noticed wrinkles on my chest first. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. I was shocked. I never <laughs> noticed on you though. Yeah, you can see it in the light. But are you a side sleeper? Yes. Yeah. So that's the worst thing is sleeping on your side, especially after having babies and your boobs are bigger. You have more cleavage, and then you sleep on your side, and that gives you wrinkles. Yes. Ah, it's awful. I know. I have seen that as well on myself. <laughs> Not pretty. But, yeah, I think that is, like, I think at 40, your skin starts losing more elasticity. Mm -hmm. You're starting to lose muscle tone. The other thing Courtney and I have been talking about is that we both think that we're already, like, experiencing perimenopause, which is crazy to me. Mm -hmm. I always thought that would be kind of later 40s. You know, I thought like, I'm like, okay, I've had my kids. My PCOS seems to have corrected itself. I have like 10 good years. Nope, I had like three. And now I'm already kind of having hormonal stuff causing issues too. Um, and I guess that can happen. You know, Courtney, you were saying that in your family, you know, it's more like later 30s, right? Yeah, so I, it was last summer. I was with my um, really, a really special night. I was with my sister, my mom, my grandmother, and my aunt. And um, I just happened to mention that I've been having night sweats for the past year or two. And every one of them was like, yep, that's exactly when it started for me. So it's mm -hmm. like the women in, on my mom's side, we've all started with night sweats and all at the same time. And I, it was I, I didn't think that it was related at all to perimenopause. I thought it was uh, a medication that I'm on and, or, you know, I don't know, but you it's were too young to be talking about. I know. Why would that jump into your head? Yeah. But it's to the point I sweat so bad at night that my husband won't even come near me. <laughs> like he starts to, to spoon me and he's like, <laughs> like yeah. it's bad. Oh my gosh. Are you noticing any other like symptoms-ish? I mean, that's a hard thing to do about perimenopause. If you really want to get depressed, like buy or borrow a book from the library about perimenopause different <laughs> symptoms because <laughs> which you did. <laughs> I did that and then I was like, oh my gosh, I was so depressed after that. I was just like, I'm just gonna pretend this isn't happening <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. Which isn't, you know, a good action either, but I know eating and sleeping and kind of some of the things that I changes I've made in my lifestyle should be helping, you know, mm -hmm. that I'm kind of on the right path, but it can be really overwhelming, like all the different things that you go through. Um, I know my cramps have gotten worse, mm -hmm. um, but I've always had bad cramps. So I don't know. It just, it's hard to describe the body feelings that I feel that have changed. Mm -hmm. And it must just be hormonal because I just, my body just feels different. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah, it causes so many different things. Like I think, you know, again, talking to a lot of other friends our age that have, are experiencing more anxiety and depression and worrying about things like when we were in our 20s. I mean, I say that to myself all the time, like seriously, get it together. What would your 20 year old self think about this? Like you worrying <laughs> about this right now, like I'd be like ashamed of myself. So <clears throat> it's interesting how those changes affect you so much mentally. You know, it's just crazy how much hormones, I mean, physically, mentally, so much things that um, are really difficult, you know, and then combining that at a time when we're turning 40 and already kind of experiencing thoughts about, okay, I mean, like if we're at midlife, that's pretty good if we live to be 80, you know, some people live longer, but some people don't. So if we've lived you know, half our lives that all of a sudden has us start thinking about like, okay, the right path. What else should I be doing? Like, what else do I want to achieve? But now you're also more anxious, depressed. You're gaining, <laughs> you're having mood swings. You're, you know, having these night sweats. You're not sleeping. <laughs> well. You're just not sleeping. You're angry. You're raising kids and you don't have any patience or time for yourself. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> Welcome to life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's crazy. It's really. That's when you're like, how did I get here? How how am I 40? (laughs) How am I 40? How are we not just sitting on the couch eating some mushroom soup watching (laughs) one? Oh, with all of our friends. Like that was our big, you know, and then hang out with our friends some more. Go to class. Hang out with our friends some more. Yep. You know, those were the days before. So I think, yeah, it's, you know, definitely something that, and you don't really get any kind of guidance from the medical community. Um, And maybe if you have a really good doctor or, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't think, you know, it's usually like, hey, these are some common symptoms you might be experiencing and here's what you can do about it. Uh, Although, have you gone to um, a Western doctor since we we thought about the perimenopause thing? I haven't. Not since. Yeah, because I just kind of thought about, you know, I have been to one, I think it was like February, but we've just kind of talked about this more recently. Um, but I will go. I turn 40 in July, so I will get my first mammogram, right? Mm. Actually, then, I think they've pushed that back. I think they've pushed it up. I think you don't go until later now. Oh, really? Yeah. I have to look. But well, I probably will still go at 40 because I know my mother-in-law, for instance, went right oh, yeah. 40 and was diagnosed with breast cancer on her very first mammogram. So hmm. I probably will go. Yeah. Why well, would I bring I that up. between two yeah. labs? It sounds so enticing. Doesn't it? And I kept thinking, you know, in my 20s when, you know, people would tell me about this boob smash, I'm thinking, okay. Like 20 years to figure this out like no they have they have new ones where oh, they, they do it like an ultrasound type thing is that for everybody though like not every not every area has it yeah of course not yeah I'm like come on figure this out for women please like yeah. well <laughs> I asked about the western I doctor oh sorry yeah, yeah ask it yeah because I wonder if if they would say, hey, I bet you're in perimenopause. 
I will. I will go because um, I did get my pap smear, so I don't have to do that for a while because I just did that. But I will go. Um, and I did found a doctor that I, I do really like. So I will go to her for my mammogram and I'll talk to her about it and see what she has to say. Yeah. There's so I'm just curious. Like herbs and supplements and stuff you can take. But that to me can be really overwhelming as well because there's just so many. Like, how do you know which one's going to work or, you know, whatever? And I already take a pretty big regime right now. So I don't know how much I want to add to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know I do. It is probably, I will report back. I like the chat. Yeah. I am going to go yeah. and see what they say. Hopefully not just try to prescribe me an antidepressant or anti-anxiety medicine, which probably would help, but I would like to also, get, <laughs> you know, to the underlying causes too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. I am, because I don't know if they really say anything. And then I was in Tucson recently visiting my friend Margaret, who is an astrologer, among many other things, an artist. She has lived a really good, full life. And she was reading me my birth chart. Um, So it's always really interesting. She'll give me a reading for a year, which I always take with a grain of salt, but I have to say it's pretty amazing when I might be going through something and I pick up my notebooks, I write down all these notes and I'll look back and kind of flip back to the time, that time. And it will say pretty much like exactly what I'm going through. It's kind of crazy. Um, she was talking about, um, this transit that everybody goes through, you know, between the ages of 40, 43 ish, give or take, you know, even a few years, but, and I'm, I'm, I am definitely in it and will be in this through June of 2020 is this Neptune making a challenge to itself. And basically it's like, makes you question your life more than ever. The whole midlife crisis, you know, and why, And it was just so interesting to me because she's like, every single person goes through this, you know, with their, you know, if you believe in astrology, I mean, it's not like there's one sign that is, you know, gets to escape this. It happens to everybody. And so that, first of all, made me feel a little bit better as far as, okay, I'm not alone in this, but it really makes you ask these really hard questions. Like, what do I want to be doing? And, you know, um, she actually said that men have a harder time times because they are judged by their career. So if their career is not where they want to be, you know, they might have even a harder time processing it, but they hit it later or at the same time. They do it the same around same time. Everyone in that same time period. And she just said, you know, Neptune is, all about unclear and murkiness like and that's kind of how I feel like some days that everything just feels unclear like I'm not sure pretty happy with the balance I have found right now in my life with my you know everyday job and then having the balance of having my um, traveling again but you know it's not like I I still sometimes wonder, it's not exactly clear what my path is. And so I do question it. And I guess that's just totally normal right now. And it's, she said, you know, it's just one of the most important transits that you go through and you really just have to give yourself some self-love throughout it, you know, taking some time to really be quiet. And if you meditate, meditate and just 
be thinking about, be okay with asking yourself those questions and just be thinking about it, but not in a way that's like harassing yourself. Like, yeah. What do you want to be, Courtney? You're yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? <laughs> like, how yeah. I talk to myself. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I definitely would say I've been in this for at least a year and a half. I mean, I think it started before I left California and I felt this like huge urge to start my life here again. And, and I think that was the start of it for me. But I think long before that, well, maybe not long before, but, but shortly before that, and definitely since I've been here, I've felt this like angst in me for like finding something that I love to do and, mm -hmm. I, and, and feeling unhappy with the choices I've made as far as career. Um, but also at the same time, I feel like it's there, like it's coming, like I can feel like something that I'm going to love is, is coming my way. So I, I feel it for sure. Yeah. And I like that. Cause like, it, I don't know. I, I think I don't love some of my career choices either. Some of the jobs that I've had and the way I've been treated or whatever, but it also kind of leads you to where you are now, you know, and then almost makes you appreciate when you do get that thing. That's really great it makes you appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. Also, like, I like this idea that um, I was reading Michelle Obama's book, which is so good. And she talks about how she doesn't like to ask kids, like, what are you going to be when you grow up? Because yeah. if you think you can only be one thing when really we're constantly evolving and be, and I feel like that's so true for me. Like, I don't want to just be one thing. Like, I like that, you know, here I am at 40 and I might, you know, I'm doing a podcast, you know, something I never would have thought that I was doing. And um, I just like that. I, it, it makes me feel, feels a little less pressure that I can change my mind, basically. Yes. I don't have to have it all figured out today. I don't have to have the perfect job because I can change my mind. Yeah, yeah. And I like well, that. I, I read recently that um, that now in, in modern day, uh, people have two to three major careers in their life. That it's no longer the one career, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you so, read so many times about people that have these really stressful, you, you think they could be feel some kind of reward from being um, like these really like, like an attorney or, you know, really high up at a corporation, some really high powered jobs. And then you're finding these people that realize that this isn't the life I want to live, you know, even though they've been really successful, um, they're not living a balanced life. And then they kind of follow things they're more passionate about, like, and it could be like total reversal, like from, you know, attorney to, baker or, mm -hmm. you know um high like a ceo to like working for you know a nonprofit or something i mean i just think that people are realizing it's not all about you know money or even um and for me i've never felt like i've never wanted to climb the corporate ladder you know like i've never had that drive i guess to yeah, me either <laughs> Yeah. Even though I've always wanted to have my own business and I've studied business, I knew that, but I never needed to be like 
really wildly successful in my career. You know, um, I wanted to more have like a balance of, cause you know, I just heard so many times the people that are working so much, they miss out on like spending time with their family and friends and kids and the little moments that make up life, you know? So I don't feel that pressure. Um, yeah. And Although, so yeah, I do want to have a successful business. <laughs> yeah. There's still time for that. Yeah, it's going to happen. I think the other thing that's kind of hard um, at our age, you know, being kind of 40, and I know, you know, a lot of you listening probably have kids, and Courtney and I both had kids a little later. You know, her daughter's six, and my son's five, my daughter's three. So they're young, too, so it's a lot of they need a lot from us right now and have needed a lot from us. So, you know, we're putting more time into them than we're putting into like things that are passions, you know, of of other things. So I also feel like in the next few years that shifts a little bit as they get a little more independent and feel like that my kids are a little more independent now where I am able to do those traveling gigs once a month. Um, and pursue some things that I'm passionate about where before I felt like I was kind of sacrificing a lot of my own happiness and life satisfaction because I had a, you know, I had children that I had to take care of, but now it feels like that's getting a little more balanced. And, you know, a lot of women might be our age that have a lot older kids and they might be feeling oh my gosh, I've just been raising kids for like 15 years. Now what do I do? You know, just like an interesting transit for so many people. And I think especially for women, just remembering like, you know, we are more than just being moms and wives. Like we still have our own independent people inside and we need to make sure that we're nurturing that person too. But you know what I think is good that you and I did that a lot of moms didn't, even though we didn't have time to nurture that independent woman inside of us. We never lost touch of her. No. Yeah. That's I don't true. think, I think you and I, we've really like, we didn't let becoming a mom take over our identity. Yeah. And I think that's important. Very important. Um, I'm so proud of myself for that. Yeah. Although there can be a lot of guilt around that too. Yes. <laughs> feeling like, oh, I should be, you know, it's just so hard. Anyway, you put it, it's just yes. hard, but yeah, I yeah. think it's so important. And it's okay if you do lose touch. Yeah. And that is, that was not a comment on people. uh, People who can give themselves completely over to being a mom. Wow. My hands are down to you because (laughs) it's tiring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if you've lost touch with it, or even if you haven't, it's just, I think the time around 40 that you start thinking about, okay, what else, you know, what's for me? I want something like, that's how I feel sometimes. What about me? Like yeah. for everybody else, like it's Siobhan time. Like what about <laughs> for me? And for me, again, that traveling stuff, the contract work that I do has felt like really, really good for me. Um, so that's what I'm, I guess, excited about 40 is finding more ways to be myself, you know, and yeah. the things in myself. I feel like that's the time to really do it. And we're yeah. young enough to change careers or follow passion if we want to. Um, my brother, I have an older brother who turned 40 a few years ago and I was kind of like teasing. I'm like, Oh, you know, what do you think about turning 40? You know? 
And he's like, I, I feel like I still have the rest of my life to live. Something like that. It was just so simple, but it totally changed my way of thinking about it is that really we're only 40 years young. Yeah. We've yeah. gone through a lot of like the BS that you go through in your 20s, yeah. a lot of less struggle you go through in your 30s. Mm-hmm. Now we're kind of at this better place now where yes. I'm hopeful, <laughs> I guess. Like hopeful. after going through some dark years, I feel hope again yes. for 40. That is exactly it. You just summed it all up as to why I am embracing 40 and looking forward to it. I, I just, I feel like it's, I just feel like it's going to be great. That's so awesome. And we need something to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get together and do something. And really, I just think I, and I have, I mean, I went to Italy. I'm trying to plan all these things of just celebrating yep. all year long. Of, but all of our, you know, college friends, of course, and are turning 40. They're all turning 40. It's crazy. 40. Different stages. You know, some of us have already turned 40. We're all kind of this year and just be fun to hopefully have a reunion and get all together. Um, so yes, all of those listening, you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Consider this a call out for let's get this going and yeah. celebrate all of us turning 40. And pretend that we're still 20 because we all get <laughs> together. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But with the wisdom of our 40s. Exactly. <laughs> I think one last thing I wanted to bring out, we're actually almost out of time. Oh. Um, another thing I was thinking about, what kind of have my bad days of being like, oh my gosh, I'm so old or whatever. Like when the kids asked me to count to 39 so they could hear how old I was. <laughs> And they're like, you know, looking at me like, you're still going. Still. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but then it sounds really like counting to 39. It's like, wow. And I thought that was funny that it took so long to get to 39. <laughs> you know, we went one, two, three, four, five, and then all the way. Yeah. But um, it's like, also, this is a really sweet time in our lives too, because we still, like I said, are very mobile. We're able to have a little more time maybe to follow some passions, but, um, and have the confidence, you know, more confidence. But then also it's kind of this time too, where it's really fragile in a way because our parents are aging, you know, like, and they're getting older. And I talk to, I have a lot of friends from my travel director work that are in their fifties and they say, Oh, just wait till you turn 50. It's, you really feel like you're invisible and to the world, like you just yeah. all of a sudden are invisible, but then also you're dealing with a lot of maybe with your aging parents and health issues. And, you know, you might've just gotten through like 10 years from now, mm-hmm. kids are going to be teenagers, but you know, my parents are going to be approaching 80, you know, they'll still be in their late seventies, but yeah, then it's like that transition of here, we've just taken care of kids for this long. And then you start dealing with, you know, aging. Yeah. And it's just like a whole other, you know, era, I guess that you go through. So I just feel like that's something that I'm really focusing on gratitude wise is just being grateful for my family and my parents and their health and that they can take care of themselves. Because honestly, I can't take care of one more thing. I mean, I say that yeah. all the time. people are like, how come you don't have a pet? I'm like, I can't. <laughs> you can't 
I'm done. I can't take care don't of it. I'm yeah, passing so, the kid. Don't do it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's kind of this sweet spot we're in where, you know, everyone in our lives, at least, you know, not everyone's like, I mean, not everyone's as fortunate as we are. We, Courtney and I were talking about that. We're lucky that both of our parents, you know, are in really good health. Because mm -hmm. um, that that marks a whole other era. Then, so I, I feel like it is like a time that we're going to look back at. And again, I have a lot of women that are in their fifties, sixties, seventies, and a lot of them have said to me, "Oh, forties were my favorite." Really? Favorite? Yeah, because of kind of all the things that we're talking about. Yeah, it's just it's, nice to hear that. Yeah, yeah, that a lot of people, you know, and I think the hardest thing, honestly, for me, maybe we can just end this with like what we're most worried about and I guess for me is more the vanity stuff <laughs> yes no me too absolutely yeah. I mean I because I, I do feel confident about the you know I am going to consider or still continue to follow my passions and things are going to get better and better that way but my body might start falling apart yeah that's that's pretty much the only thing the and only more, worry yeah so I know, so taking care of ourselves, I guess, and again, knowing that I am by not eating sugar and flour, I'm really doing my body, you know, service that way and taking care of myself for the first time. And, you know, even yeah. just trying, you know, getting some exercise, walking, having quiet time, just pampering yourself. I feel like that's going to go a long way, you know, yeah. as far in a way that I don't think our parents' generation understood wasn't, wasn't necessary right yeah and still might not like just consider that like oh that's so selfish or whatever but it really is important that we take especially women that are taking care of so many people like you really need to take care and take the time to make sure you're taking care of yourself first and we're so fortunate to live in a time where that's not frowned upon anymore <laughs> yeah yeah we really are because you know, it's just, it's so important. And so, yeah, I think that's the thing I'm most, you know, worried about. It's not, and even not at 40, it's not like I think I'm going to wake up at 40 and look in the mirror and be like, Whoa! yeah, again, but yeah. Kind of throughout those, throughout the 40s. Although those wrinkles do show up overnight. They but. do. I will say I, they're sneaky like that. I mean, my chest wrinkles did that too. Yes. One day they were there. Like, what the heck? <laughs> And I guess I am worried about perimenopause a little bit too, only because like with my polycystic ovary syndrome, I, I feel like I've battled hormones for so long. So I'm a yeah. little nervous about that. But again, more confident because when I was reading these books that, you know, are completely overwhelming, I am doing kind of all the right things as far as eating and, you know, I don't drink caffeine. I don't drink alcohol really. I mean, those are kind of two big things too. So I feel like, okay, well, at least I'm doing most of those things already. So hopefully it'll be a smoother transition for me, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. We'll Pretty out. soon. But <laughs> I guess makes life. I'm trying to change my attitude about that too. You know, like the unexpected and the challenges is what kind of makes life life and makes yes. people to enjoy those, you know, good times. You have to have the bad times and it's hard. It's really hard to like, think about that when you're in a bad place. But, you know, we always say like, who the heck didn't tell us like life was going to be so hard. Like I had no idea being adult, being a parent, yeah. being married, all that stuff would be so, so hard, hard. challenging. Hard. Hard. <laughs> I know. But 
you know, now instead of trying to just blame it on everyone else for not warning me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, yes, that's just life. Like, it's just life. That comes some acceptance at 40, you know, of being, yes. this is life. And so I think we can say that the um, words for 40 is our acceptance and hope. Yes. And the sweet spot. I liked that too. Ooh, yes. I really like that. Well, with that I'm ending because that's okay. beautiful. Yes. Thank you, Courtney, for being here. And I hope that we can talk. We'll check in again because I'd like to do a, I'm probably going to do a podcast on my 40th birthday and, yeah. too, and see if we did wake up with more wrinkles or not. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. And remember, life is so much sweeter without sugar.